we got to stop giving everybody our money, even if they say they for our community. We need to do a better job of vetting. We need to do a better job of looking at folks with a raised eyebrow. You need to prove me right. I'm no no more listening to people and assuming that they know what they're talking about. That's from Instagram. That's on podcasts. That's on YouTube. That's on any topic from church to finance. Do not assume that because they can talk well, that they know what they're talking about or that they're telling the truth because they need to earn your trust. They need to earn your ear. What's good, everybody? This is Marcus from Black Mary Death Free, and you are checking out our quick cast. Let's get it. What's going on, everybody? This is Marcus, one half of Black Married and Dead Free. Welcome to the quick cast powered by the Black Married and Dead Free Network. This is the second weekly episode from Black Mary Dead Free. This is when one half, just Marcus, just me, gets to come on and talk about different things I want to talk about, right? It could be range from uh, marriage, pop culture topics, finance, the uh, economy, anything. And if you're looking for that, you're in the right place. Well, on today, trigger warning. Uh, I'm going to be talking about what's going on in this world of black financial literacy. We, we got to talk about it. We got to meet it head on. Uh, I'm going to get, I'm probably going to get a little frustrated. I'm probably going to get a little irritated and uh, I may say some things that I um, not necessarily will regret, but maybe I wouldn't say if I had time to sit and think about it, but I'm going to let it all out. Y'all going to get the real raw reaction, the real raw me here when I talk about some of these things, because some of these things get my blood boiling um, when I'm when the mic microphone isn't on. And when I turn the microphone on, you know, I'm I'm I'm, you know, a little more calculated, a little more measured. But we're going to talk about this. This thing that we just can't escape. Um, and what what frustrates me the most about. What I see going on within this community i'm not even gonna say my community because i me and shire are not in the mix with this foolishness okay we want to be set apart we want to be in a different placed in a different category than what we're going to be talking about today now categorically speaking in genre if you have to place things in genres Yes, it's all technically financial literacy, financial literacy from a black voice and a black perspective. But I denounce a lot of what I see going on in this community. And we're going to talk about it today. First thing we're going to talk about is this whole DJ Envy bull. Okay, and what's going on with him? In regards to the allegations of, well, let's just say this. His business partner has officially, as of three hours ago, 
been arrested by the feds for a real estate Ponzi scheme. However, DJ Envy officially has not been arrested. He has been talked to allegedly per sources by the fed, the feds, and he may be lumped in and may be a huge part. I think personally, now this is now, just our opinion. Now, this is just my opinion. I believe he's an integral part in this whole real estate Ponzi scheme, but you don't have to take my word for it. Right. Maybe you say, well, Marcus, that's just you. That's just you. You might even say, Marcus, you're just hating. You're just hating, man. Well, I'm going to let Channel 3 News or not Channel 3, Channel 4 NBC News in New York tell you a little bit about this story. Exclusive update. Radio personality DJ Envy responding to our investigation about, about investors who say that they were conned by his business partner. Investigative reporter Sarah Wallace broke the story last night and joins us with the new details. My attorneys don't want me to speak, but I think there's things that I need to clear up a little bit. I think you should listen to your attorney. Up until today, DJ Envy has never publicly addressed the controversy surrounding his one-time business partner, Cesar Pena, on the celebrity's syndicated show, The Breakfast Club. In fact, Envy has repeatedly promoted Pena's real estate seminars and investment opportunities. What up, y'all? It's DJ Envy. Flippin' NJ. Even as lawsuits began mounting by investors who claimed they were ripped off by Cesar for hundreds of thousands of dollars in a real estate venture involving distressed New Jersey properties. Not a word from Envy on the air until the I-Team interviewed multiple alleged victims who say they bought in because of the reputation of the radio host. DJ Envy absolutely is equally to blame. He is on a major platform, which is not only in New York, but across the United States. Envy on his show, now denying any involvement in Caesar's real estate deals. Now, Caesar, if he took money, I wasn't privy to it, nor did I even know. But for, for anybody to say I was involved, that's totally not true. And he's trying to do damage control. It was DJ Envy who personally introduced me to Caesar. Anthony Barone says he toured Patterson, New Jersey properties with Envy and Caesar, then invested $500,000 in a planned apartment project and another $300,000. I invested in Flip to Down, which was an online uh, platform for fractional shares in buildings. DJ Envy is listed as the co-founder. I'm down 800000 And you think he's responsible in some way? I think he's absolutely responsible. It's not true. Like well, that should be, that's, that's fake news. Like those are fake stories. What was your reaction to DJ Envy's response? I was shocked. I was shocked, honestly, because uh, I truly believe he knew Caesar was scamming people. Michael Ventura says he invested $200,000, his life savings, in a Patterson property. As with virtually everyone we spoke with, he also heard that Envy pitch. This is unfair. It's unfair. We you know we're trying to chase the American dream, just working, you know, provide the best for our family. And then that dream is, is being crushed. Caesar declined to be interviewed on advice of his attorneys. His wife, Jennifer, promised they will make investors whole. Where's all the money? Where did all the money go? That's that's a Caesar answer for you right there. You know, there's no there's no private island. There's no there's no house in the Dominican Republic. There's no yachts. There's no fancy cars. You know, that's an answer for Caesar to, to give to you, not for. 
All right, I've heard enough. Now, mind you, his wife, that last lady who spoke, has a $3,000 Chanel crew neck sweatshirt on as she's telling you there's no money, there's no money. So you get an idea of the story. I'm sure you've heard about this story. If you haven't, that there was your first kind of glimpse into what is going on. So when I started this rant and I talked about how I don't I no longer want to be associated with these types of folks that are in the what is considered the black financial space. Here's why we are black, 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 right? Black is in our title. We did that in 2017. We didn't ride the wave of being being black centric like most people did uh, around 2020 which was uh, around the time of George Floyd's passing when you saw a lot of people uh, becoming more black-centric, black-focused. And why? Because it was big business at the time. You saw a lot of employers doing uh, uh, a lot of major companies donating to black businesses and uh, things to benefit the black community. We didn't clout chase that was something that we were and have always been we are both black we are both married and we were debt free and so that's how our name kind of started but with that said we want to distance ourselves not from the black but we don't want to associate with this whole black financial literacy movement that has sprouted up in recent years. Let's, let's, w- w- long walk this with me. In 2020, we saw a global pandemic that left many people stranded at home, working from home, not knowing, you know, if they would be able to keep their jobs, so on and so forth. And the government was pouring money into uh, EDD unemployment, giving everyone stimulus money, uh, making it so folks could live rent free and pocket whatever money they were getting uh, and not have to pay rent. And also uh, pausing the student loan payments. So what is what what did that do for the world in 2021? It made every it made everyone feel like they have some paper to spend. It made everyone have more disposable income than they've had in years past. And because of that, we saw people wanting to take their money and 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 have this disposable income and pour this money into the uh, black financial literacy space. People started uh doing seminars, real estate seminars. People started becoming uh, gurus that, 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 that started making courses and, and eBooks and creating different things that people were pouring this newfound disposable income into. At this time, we were reached out to by a number of, uh, online education spaces and wanting us to create courses and wanting us to create 
masterminds and different things because why it was a money grab and the opportunists that lurk about saw this as a chance to get in the game and to really monetize in the financial literacy space now the, the financial literacy movement at, at its at its foundation is about saving money and making money but unfortunately people were finding ways to take folks money right they were finding ways for them to make money and not necessarily empower the community to be better financially and everybody became a freaking real estate guru everybody became a freaking financial guru like i said me and shire started in 2017 we had a nice little a nice little growth uh, from about 2017 to 2020-2021 20, and we pretty much knew a lot of the a lot of the people in the community it was close-knit there were other couples that did what we did there were uh you know, singular folks that did similar things. And there were some people that had their different niches, right? You had people who did real estate. You have people who were more on the debt free side. You have people that were more on the investing side. And it was like a really dope community. And it started to take a turn like in 2021. And I started to see folks literally explode with popularity and became more hyperbolic in their messaging. What do you mean? Everyone wanted to tell you that they were super rich, that they had X amount of doors if they were in real estate, that that was, that was like the, 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 the catch phrase, right? The, 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 the phrase to catch our itching ears. Yo, I'm a real estate guru and I have 200, 300, 500 doors, uh, meaning that's how many properties that they claim to have. No receipts, no vetting, no proof, just the mere fact that these folks were placed on a certain platform gave the listener the, the, the thought that this person must be reputable, but I got something to tell y'all. Uh oh, Richard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I got something to tell you guys. It was all cap. Stop the cap. It was all cap. Stop the cap. What was really happening was, and what really goes on behind the scenes of these major platforms, and yes, you guys know the platforms I'm talking about. The major platforms. Stop the cap. They're all capping. They bring people on that they do not vet, that they do not do due diligence on, but folks that are able to clearly communicate and speak in a way that scratches our itching ears. Sometimes and oftentimes, these people are on these major platforms because they have paid to be on the platforms or are partnering with the platforms with the sale of courses and different things on the back end that you, the listener, never know about. 
And what that does is it provides a platform for this person to literally lie and elevate their status to where you think they're a guru or they're a leader in their space when really stop the cap. They just capping. And nowhere is this more uh, evident and more polarizing than this situation with DJ Envy, who partnered with this guy, propped this guy that this no name guy partnered with this no name guy who claimed that he was a real estate. I mean, if you listen to this guy talk and if you heard his story, which the first time I heard this guy talk was on a platform that you may know called Earn Your Leisure. He was on InvestFest 2021, the main stage, along with some other real estate investors. And he was sharing his story on how many units he had and how much money he was making a month. And as I'm listening to these ballooned, stop the cap, fake, stop the cap, unrealistic numbers of how many units he had and how much money he made. There were no checks. There were, there was no due diligence done. We just, they just let that brother get up there and stop the cap. Just literally say anything. No one checked it. No one verified it. You, the listener, could not check or verify. You just had to go on what this brother said. And he was given a major platform like that from a major leader in the black financial literacy space. And so that's the first time I ever heard of this guy. But he was propped up and partnered with DJ Envy and also allowed to be on platforms like the Breakfast Club, right? I think it was DJ Academics who says, why on earth would you listen to a hip hop platform when they start telling you about real estate and how to get real estate and how to partner and how to and how to invest in real estate? They're a hip hop platform. That's what they do. Why would you get your financial information from them? I did a podcast a while ago. On how the the Breakfast Club just randomly talked about uh, there's now a 50 year mortgages or 40 year mortgages, and they just said it like it was an absolute fact. And then when I did the research, it wasn't even true. So we're listening to these people that are experts in one field, that are accomplished in one field, that are uh, leaders in one space. And we're listening to them tell us about financial literacy and tell us about uh, real estate and tell us about these things. And they haven't even done it. They haven't even done it. Stop the cap. And then you have folks that are, are honest, truthful, telling you about the work that's put into building wealth and what it really looks like to build wealth using real estate or using uh, your investing or using 
your your budgeting or using real things that any American can do. And those people are not highlighted and not put on the same level. Because why they're not getting the cosign from the breakfast club or earn your leisure or any large platform. Me and Shar talked about this a while ago, and I'm going to say it again. There's a lot of clicks in this space. There's a lot of clicks in this space. And realistically, there's only three places you can land in the black financial literacy space. You're either talking about uh, debt and paying off debt and uh, vesting in fire and doing practical things. Um, and being a realist in how that looks how much time is going to take you to build the wealth you want to build, how realistic that process is. You're either in that space, you're either or you're either in the fake guru, hyperbolic, stop the cap, cap field, bringing on people, bringing on guests that are that are have these gaudy stories and statistics and these gaudy uh, numbers and are lying to your ears and propping themselves up as gurus when they're really stop the cap capping you either have that sector or now you have the sector of people like a Tony the Closer a pocket watcher and JT these are folks that now are watchdogs and are serving as uh, whistleblowers for the community. And they're really exposing and telling on that second sector that I talked about. Right. And here's the thing. That second sector that has all the guests and all and, and likes to talk all these crazy numbers and bring on people that have 500 uh, doors and they're 25 years old or they made a million dollars in, uh, you know, selling this, this, uh, this coin or in this, you know, business they started. That group is super clicky. And if you have spent any time in the financial literacy space, you see the clicks, right? Because they all do each other's platforms. They all kind of move in the same circles. And I don't have to say no names because if you do a little bit of research or if you're. If this isn't the only financial literacy podcast you listen to, then you already know the clicks. Right. And. It's unfortunate because. We're only hurting ourselves. Right. I would love to be excited at the fact that a person with that shares my complexion has 500 real estate doors or has made X amount of money doing X, Y, Z. I would love to celebrate that. But one of two things come to mind when I hear those type of numbers. One. Stop the cap. They're most likely capping. So how can I get excited? When I know 
you're, you're ballooning your numbers so you can make more sales. Why, how can I get excited when you're lying to people so that you can create a real estate Ponzi scheme? So that's the first thing that's unfortunate is I can't get excited for you because stop the cap. You most likely capping. And the second thing that hurts me is that let's say you are making X amount of dollars because you made this uh, financial course, or let's say you made these millions of dollars doing real estate and partnering with people on real estate or teaching real estate or teaching investing or having a mastermind or content creating uh, and, and selling a course because of the content you create or whatever or what have you. I can't get excited about it because the money you're generating, you're, you're getting it from our community, the black community, and you're getting it from those less fortunate that simply want to be where you're at and they'll never be there. What are you saying, Marcus? How can I be excited when I, when, when I see that you're making money, let's say you're not capping, let's say you're really making those millions upon millions of dollars selling a real estate course or selling this course, but your largest client is people that I know cannot and should not be giving you their money for your course that will yield them absolutely nothing in the long run. How can I get excited about that? How can I be excited for you when I know all you did was take a collection of dollars from folks that are projected to have from a community that is projected to have a zero or negative than zero net worth by 2053. I'm supposed to get excited because you found a hack that siphons more money out of an already bottom of the list financially community. I'm supposed to be excited for you about that. Stop the cap. I can't do, I can't be excited about that. I can't be happy for you. And that hurts me that I can't do that because I want nothing more than to be happy at the success of another brother or sister. But this just continues to hurt our community the more that this happens. And yeah, those folks like to disguise it. They like to say that, hey, I made X amount of people millionaires. I made X amount of money. from. I changed X amount of people's lives. If I made you some money, throw your name in the chat. If I've done X, Y, Z, let folks know about it. But the sad part is, is when you do the research, when you listen to the watchdogs and the people that this is all they do is dig deep into these stories and the analytics of how many people you've really helped with your course or with your mastermind. The sad part is, is it's all usually cap. Stop the cap. It's all cap at the end of the day. Stop the cap. There is nothing that anyone has hiding behind a paywall 
that you, the person listening to my voice right now, does not already have access to. I'm going to say that again because I saw someone in the back that didn't understand or didn't hear what I said. So I'm going to say that again. There is absolutely nothing behind anyone's paywall. There's nothing hiding in anyone's course. There's nothing hiding in anyone's mastermind that you don't already have access to for free. It's just that simple. These people gave their money to a gentleman that was propped up by a radio hip hop DJ to do something with their money that they could have easily done themselves. But they thought because of the popularity of DJ Envy that it would be easier and it would be more beneficial for me to do it with this person. This person could give me a better return. And like the 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 old folks used to say, if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. There is no magic pill. There is no magic potion. There is no course. There is no mastermind group. There is no nothing that is going to that is going to just send you into the stratosphere and change your financial future in two seconds. It's only going to come by hard work. It's only going to come by the fours. Like I like to say, paying down debt, increasing your income, investing for the future. And I forget the fourth one is, but y'all know what it is. It's only going to happen by you putting the work in. That's not to say that you can't try different things and try different uh, methods to, 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 to speed up the process. But the reality is, is no one has anything special that, 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 they, that they're hiding from you, that you got to give them $997 to unlock. It's just not true. It's not true. Stop the cap. And that goes for anybody. Yeah, we have friends that are in this space that are super dope and provide a lot of value. I like to think that me and Shire provide a lot of value. And that's not to say that every course you buy is is some bull jive. But most of it is. And when we're in entering into this season that we're in, we're getting ready to go through some tumultuous times economically and this is not the time for you to be taking your last to try to hit on this course or hit on this investment deal with this big uh uh radio dj guy propping someone up this is not the time to, to do things like that this is the time to get focused to get back to basics we talk about dave ramsey like he's a clown because his financial philosophy is so basic. And at times, yeah, he can be very crude. Yeah, he can be very boring and and over the top. 
But at the end of the day, at least if you do what he tells you to do, you're not going to end up broke. You're not going to end up uh, giving some guy money to invest in real estate for you. And he got 10 people investing in the same house. Talking about, I'm going to get you your money. I'm going to get you your returns and, and, and doing a complete Ponzi scheme. Because why? Because Dave Ramsey is dry and boring and bald and a white man. And we don't want to listen to that. We want to, we want to keep it in our community. And I love that, but we got to be careful. We got to be careful because we got a lot of vipers and we got a lot of snakes in the grass and we got a lot of people who know that about you know that you're looking for a black centric alternative in this space and they're just waiting to pick you off and that's what's frustrating because me and Shara come on the pod every week and we try to give you multiple episodes we try to give you information we try to do this and you got folks that are clearly stop the cap that are clearly stop the cap either capping or lying or embellishing the truth and folks eat it up folks eat it up man folks will go to war for some people that I refuse to name on this podcast because I know if I did I lose we lose a whole bunch of listeners because they say they go to war for the for, for, for these influencers in this space. And it's really sad, man, because you know, something interesting happened. Something interesting happened to me and Shire maybe a year ago. You know, you you'll you'll see episodes of us interviewing folks still. You'll still see them sprinkled, and a lot of those are uh flashback episodes, right? But we stopped actively interviewing people because we've we we have a responsibility to you to even though we did a good job of vetting people, we didn't want to have to come back and apologize or come back and like you know after after having someone on, we didn't want to have to come back and do damage control. If it turns out what this person was talking about, they accomplished with some bull jive. So we made a conscious effort that while all these other podcasters, all these other YouTubers, all these other folks were, were going to up the ante on the guests. And they're literally just just guest centric financial literacy platforms. We said, we're not going to do that. We're going to slow that way down. And we're going to talk from our experience. We're going to talk from our uh, study, studying. We're going to talk from what we know. And we're going to talk from the heart. Because that, at the end of the day, while that might not get us the huge numbers that having some of these uh, Caesar type people will will get us while that won't get us the same numbers as them it doesn't even matter because you know when you hear me and Shire get on this mic we're not going to sell you sell y'all no crap period 
we created a three hour course on real estate when after we got our fifth property, three properties in one year, and we did it the right way. And we sat down and documented every step on how we did it, what we did, what we, the entire process. It was three hours worth of stuff because we felt a lot of this stuff you'll only know once you've gone through it. And we were getting ready to release it and the interest rate started going crazy. We could have easily released this when the interest rates was at four, five, even six. We could have get, we could have dropped the course, and I honestly think we could have we we really could have this course would have went crazy. It would have went crazy by by the the emails we get from people wanting to do what we do from after our business insider uh, write up about our real estate investing journey and and how many people reach out to us about real estate. We knew this course would have went buck wild crazy, but because in good conscience, we couldn't put out that information knowing where the interest rate was compared to where it was when we bought our houses and knowing where the interest rate would eventually get. It's that it's in it's it's in the eights and the nines right now. Ninety percent of people polled say that it is a terrible time to buy a house. So what would we have looked like putting out an incentive to buy a house? course so that our listeners would go out and get into bad transactions that they would regret in six months what what type of people would we be if we did that so that's why you've never heard of this course you've never seen this course we've never advertised this course and it's finished the beta uh the it's sitting on the on the all i got to do is press a button but because of our integrity we said we're not going to do that right now now it's not a good time let's 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 talk about how to get through let's let's have more conversation on how to get through this episode what the, what's going on in the economy how to prepare how to get ready for when the economy bounces back let's let's do that right now that's more important than a cash grab and so I hope you guys enjoyed this episode, man. I got a lot off my chest, but the main thing I want to say, the main thing I want you to take away is this should be your stingy season. Stop giving everyone your money. Stop looking for uh, a magic ticket to financial prosperity. It's not there. It's hard work. Me and Shire are investing 40% of our income back into the stock market through our uh, our employee-sponsored 401ks and through Roth IRAs and, you know, we, we, we've invested in real estate. And none of, this, none of this stuff is easy. It's not easy, it's not fun, and it's not fast. But it's going to happen. It's going to happen. When it clicks... It's going to click when the exponential growth kicks in from all the years that we've invested consistently. That's when the millionaire status kicks in. It's not instantaneous. And if you it's like watching a cake bake in the oven. If you sit there and watch a cake bake in the oven, you'd be like, man, this cake ain't never going to be done. But if you walk off, be consistent 
you come back in 40 minutes and you got yourself a slamming cake. All right, y'all. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you did, man, do me a huge favor. Share this podcast with someone. Click the link and share this with someone. Someone needs to hear this podcast. This is one of the most important podcasts I think I've done. And me and Shire may come back and talk about this on the main episode on next Monday. But do us a huge favor, man. Leave us a five-star review if you enjoyed this. Get active in the uh, comment section. <sighs> Y'all, we're going we gonna to be all right, man. We just got to get past some of this stuff. And we got to stop giving everybody our money. Even if they say they for our community. We need to do a better job of vetting. We need to do a better job of looking at folks with a raised eyebrow. You need to prove me right. I'm no no more listening to people and assuming that they know what they're talking about. That's from Instagram, that's on podcast, that's on YouTube, that's on any topic from church to finance. Do not assume that because they can talk well that they know what they're talking about or that they're telling the truth because they need to earn your trust. They need to earn your ear. I've earned your ear. Shira's earned your ear. We've been consistent. We've been truthful. You know, people need a people need to show up more than once before you give them your ear. All right, y'all. Because oftentimes Stop the cap. It's all cap. All right, y'all. I'm gonna holler at you on the next episode. Peace.